Hey, I'm hosting my next live webinar. It's June 13th at noon Eastern Standard Time. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash live. It's called How to Become Time Rich, the second one that I did, and I am going to be pulling back the curtains even more. I love teaching this stuff and showing you step-by-step how women are becoming time rich. So I'm going to use case studies from my own personal clients, who she was when she came in, who she is now, and the exact kind of mindset shifts, implementation, and who she needed to become in order to feel time rich. So if this is you and you're like, fuck me, I need to figure this shit out, then head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash live. That's Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash live, L-I-V-E. How to become time rich for busy women managing people, raising children, and deeply desiring more from life. Hello, Renee. Heather, what's up? You wild woman, you. You're the one that's in the wild right now. <laughs> I know. Um, so let's dive in. So my intention for these conversations is one, I like to like not gatekeep information from women and really pull back the curtains of the reality. And what I love about you is you are a human being and you're like, I'm a hypocrite. I need to practice what I preach. But I think the humanness around, I'm going to call it PR or pitching, it can be incredibly emotionally uncomfortable. It can be intimidating. You make it so easy, Renee, but you're also like very approachable. So I want you to pull back the curtains a little bit of the reality and maybe demystify it a little bit of PR. Um, And then I'll ask you some follow-up questions of how we can essentially do less better in our business to attract more profit, time, money, and energy. Yeah. I mean, the more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to face the haters. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things with this. The resistance I often see, especially with women and putting putting themselves out there to speak on stages, to be on podcasts, is they're where they're going to be um, shamed, right? So like the bots that come out, the haters that come out, they're also worried uh, about actually succeeding mm. because the better you do, the more people want you. And all of a sudden, it's like there's a time constraint in all of this. But mostly, people just don't know where to start. And they don't want to pitch themselves because it seems too salesy. And we have a huge resistance to sales. And there's a big overlap between pitching yourself and sales. Because fundamentally, how you approach PR is almost the same thing as sales because you are selling yourself. Mm -hmm. The difference being is that you are yourself providing an opportunity to create value for someone else's community. And that's really the hope. So whether that is to be in media, on podcasts, on stages, in private podcasts, the hope is that you're going to bring that value. So for me, it's like you and I have established a relationship. We're friends. I trust you. I adore you. Pretty much anytime you ask me to do anything, if it fits in my schedule, I'm going to do it. Because I know the value you offer your community. I know the value that I can bring to your community. And what comes out of that? I don't know. But we're always like, we know we're of service to each other's community. It didn't start that way. 
But I realized the more that I do something, the better I'm going to get at it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go through those days where you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this media attention. But let me tell you, the more you get in publications, the more you get on podcasts, in blogs, wherever it is, the easier it becomes for you to show up. If I look back at some of my first podcast recordings, even on my show or on someone else's show, it's like it's such an embarrassment. <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about, but now I get it. Now it's like, I think it was Oprah and I'm going to paraphrase because maybe it wasn't even Oprah. She said, if you, um, if someone invites you to speak and you are so nervous that you don't show up to your full capacity, you're the most selfish person because people aren't in that room for you. They're there for them. And if you realize that when you step on that stage, like you might be in front of a group of like 10,000 people. If you can help one person, then your job is done. And maybe that one person is even yourself. So the point is, you're you're there for other people, not for yourself. So it doesn't matter if you show up with no makeup on, a baseball cap, and the best lipstick color ever. No one's going to judge because they're here because they know that Heather provides value and she's going to bring on great guests to do the same thing for the community. Yeah. So to get through that barrier of I'm not good enough, I don't know what to say, I don't know how to do this, just show up. You, We all have a story. We all have experiences. We all have something to share. Do the best you can. And then it gets better and better every single time that you do it. Mic drop. It's like we can be complete. Um, what I kept hearing you say is, is the practice of it, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. an art. It's a practice. And you don't know until you do it. Like it's one thing to pitch yourself. It's another thing then, oh crap, now I need to follow through with the thing that I pitched myself for. But go, let's just go back to the pitching aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot and in myself, I don't know where to look and we don't need to talk about the practical things. I know you give a lot of value away in your community and your uh, content so they can go find you and we'll let them know how to do that after. But I know for myself, like resistance will come up. Obviously, this is not an area of expertise for me. So it's like, I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do. I don't know uh, how to pitch. I don't know the angle. I don't know this, like perfectionism coming up. So what do you say to people when that angle is coming up? And it's not necessarily like a skill that they've mastered yet, but they are they can't even identify that it's perfectionism because they really don't believe that they're going to do this right. Put it this way, is there's a lot of free content out there on how to pitch. And there's a lot of journalists that really poo-poo a lot of pitches and approaches because there are some terrible pitches out there. The other day, um, I found a newish podcast that I was like, oh, this is perfect. I know the listeners. I know I can provide value because they don't they haven't talked about anything PR related, but they need to. So I just reached out to the host and I said, Hey Katrin, Renee here. I would just discovered your podcast and I noticed you don't talk about PR. I would love to be the person that comes in and talks about this to your community. Here's a link to my Instagram. That was it. it there wasn't this huge like one pager and press release and blah, blah, blah. I was like, that was it. And she goes, Would you reply right away? She goes, Absolutely. Let's schedule a call. So exactly. It's not complicated, but here's what I know is if you have such conviction and the value you can bring, it's going to show up in how you communicate. And so what I know, sorry to cut you off. What I noticed is you're like, here's my Instagram. So you also had to have 
presence on Instagram in the sense of like visibility, showing your value so that you can use that as your little mini website, as I like to say. Or it could be a website or it could be TikTok, whatever. I always say with PR though, I mean, social presence is definitely necessary. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But it was just one thing. It wasn't like an attachment. It wasn't here are all my links. It was one place to send them. And why Instagram for me, it's because it's a mix of personal and business and you can get a really quick download of who this Renee Warren girl is. Um, Now, if I'm pitching somebody else, it's a little bit more complicated because it's not me. But the point is to show up with your personality. Mm-hmm. You like you said, like you're a human being. You're, you're different. We're all unique. We have our personality. We have our different energies, and we have to show up with as who we are. Because if you don't do that in the email pitch or however you're pitching, when you do press record, it's going to be like that's not the same person that I just read about or listened to. It's yeah. like just be yourself. If you I swear, actually- then swear. <laughs> if you say ums and say ums, and then you just you get better over time. Yeah. I actually just did this. I had a team meeting this morning and she's like, I had a conversation with this person. She wants to come in and teach on this topic. She's like, I think you should connect with her first. And I was like, let me just look at her Instagram and watch a few videos so that I can connect to her as like a human and a person. And then my secondary is caring about the deliver, not the delivery, but the topic that she was going to come in with. Because again, like you said, if you don't have conviction, then you're not going to be able to communicate that when you're speaking, sharing all the things. Um, it's and here's, the, here's another tricky thing too, is we all have, I'd say a handful of things we can talk about with like, with, with esteem. And it's like, you, you know, I always have like two or three or four different topics I can talk about. That's a big mistake. It's a big mistake because now you're spreading your expertise too thin. You want to become known for one thing. And in my pitches previously, I was like, I can talk about like family, um, uh, like SOPs and like how to have live an integrated life. And I can talk about PR and I can, no, now it's just one thing. And mm-hmm. so I become known for that one thing. And if they happen to ask me questions about other stuff, then I can talk about it. The so problem too, with that lack of confidence is we show up with too many things to offer. And then you just become like the, the jack of all trades and you don't want that. You want to be known for that one thing. So think about like outlining the framework for your TED talk. Mm -hmm. You don't have to hire an expert to do that. Just imagine you were actually, someone's like, okay, you're going on stage in 20 minutes. It's your TED talk. Get ready. What are you going to talk about? That is your talk. That is the topic that you're going to be talking about and you can create so much content from there. And then people are going to want to book you on their shows and talk to you over media. Do you? Okay. So I want to go back to confusion because even someone that can talk about lots of things, it's very difficult. Like we're so close to ourselves, right? So how do you help somebody get clarity on what their one thing is. Cause I know, yes, fear will come up of like, I don't want to pick one thing, but how do you get someone to get clear on that? Okay. So I'll come back to answer that question. But first off is the one thing is also dependent on the media outlet. So say you are a very successful chiropractor that has opened a handful of brick and mortar businesses that are generating over a million dollars in sales. Well, first of all, your expertise is a chiropractor. So you can actually talk about health stuff, but then your expertise is also in growing multi-million dollar chiropractic clinics. Those two different things. Mm-hmm. 
And so depending on the outlet, the podcast, whatever, is you can have those different angles. So that's why when it comes to pitching, it's time consuming. I average about 10 pitches per week per client. Doesn't seem like a lot, but it 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 is a lot in the sense that everything is so tight, like it's dialed in. Every single person I'm pitching is a very specific pitch to that person providing the value. So to go back to the original question is to find the thing that you know you can talk about is exactly what I said at the beginning. Is if someone was saying, hey, Heather, you're going on stage in 10 minutes. I'm so sorry. You have to fill in for somebody else. You have a 20-minute talk in front of 10,000 people. What are you going to talk about? Here's a notebook. Write down 10 things. Then it's like, oh, geez, you have to choose one thing. And most of the time, you're going to default to the thing you know really, really well. And if you know something really, really well, chances are you're going to provide incredible value to that audience. And the also thing you have to you have to remember is when you become a niche expert, you know stuff that you know you know more than most other people. And I don't even know if there's a word for this, but there, the problem is that the content for you is so common. It makes so much sense to you. You don't realize that the audience has is absolutely clueless. And so yeah, that's you, where I'm at now in my expertise. I'm like, this is so fucking easy, but it's yes. like ingrained in my identity. Right, like Tony Robbins, like, yeah, throw me on a stage in front of 10,000 people without any preparation. I got this. Most people would be like, hell no. Yeah. Right. Because he knows what he's doing. And there yeah. is something, every single listener, I don't care if you've never had a business before, or you're a new mom, whatever it is, every single person listening to this has something they can talk about with confidence for 20 minutes. Don't deny that. Don't say, no, Renee, you're such a liar. You're just saying that. No, 100%. You can take a notebook and you can go take a shit on the toilet right now. Guarantee you when you're done, you will have a 20-minute talk. You know what I would challenge people to do besides writing their TED Talk while they're taking a shit? (laughs) I mean, you can do that if you want. Tag Renee. Not when you're pooping, though. On Instagram after, after. But... Put yourself, I would say, put yourself in an emotionally uncomfortable situation where you are someone's like, like the time constraint of like, no, seriously, what are you going to do? Like you have to get on stage right now because you're, like you said, your go-to, that's so gold. Your go-to is going to be the thing that you want to be known for. It's so easy for you. Now, there's a problem in this though. Okay. Because there are people that are transitioning. They're transitioning careers. They're transitioning in their business. They might be going from creating steel nuts and bolts in the manufacturing business to opening up a liquor, a new like cooler company. So there's there's something in there. Here, but here's the thing: is a different industry, there's still some things that overlap. Or maybe how to manage a team, how to grow a business. So when you're in these transition phases, it's like, what's the common practice of your previous job or your previous experience that is now coming into this new company or this mm-hmm. new opportunity? It still translates. And so then when you be, then finally, when things are, are hitting with that new business or this new opportunity, then you can dive deeper into that new talk. Because reality is, is we all change over time. Our mm-hmm. interests and our experiences evolve. Um, and so our talk has to evolve with that as well. So let's go back to the chiropractor scenario just to give a visual because I'm such a visual person. Um, 
talk about like what the media is requiring. So they're like, Hey, this is the season. This is like what the topics that we want. How can we use that chiropractor as an example to pitch for a specific topic? What do you mean by that? So it is the holidays are coming up or the new year is coming up. And there is a, I mean, I know TV and magazine, all media is going to be different. So you can pick the media outlet Um, But the holidays are coming up and they're the chiropractor. They can talk about health, but they've opened a whole bunch of brick and mortars as well. Like give us an example of how I can align it with what the outlet wants. Yeah. So it depends on the opportunity too. So that's why you need to bank like... So when I do my authority booster intensive days, that is like your PR VIP day. I write about five to 10 different pitch angles. And these are just to start. So it's based on like those, the levels of expertise. So if it's like chiropractic, it's new year, hmm, maybe the angle could be like how to um, prepare your business for the new year. I mean, that is such a terrible pitch. Don't do that. But the whole idea is along that topic. It's like, hey, so... And, and also, when you look at new year stuff too, the content for new years needs to be pitched in probably like October, November. You're looking three months out, four months out. So, and that's coming up. So you need to be looking at what's the opportunity, the value you can provide to other chiropractic clinics or other entrepreneurs, knowing the expertise that you have and the success you've had for the new year. Maybe it's like considering the new software you can implement within your your clinics to save time and save money and more uh, productivity and efficiency. Mm -hmm. Healthcare side of things, it's like, well, it's a new year. We always start new on January New year, new 1st. you. <laughs> exactly. So maybe it's like, how can chiropractic care help with your new health routine? Mm-hmm. We think of like going to the chiropractor because we are backs out of alignment. And most of the time, yes. But there's also the advantages to that alignment and then some physio work after that that helps with digestion. Like it's crazy all these things that are associated with being chiropractically aligned that's even a word you know what yeah, I mean? we, we've turned this into like a chiropractor conversation but there's some things that i i remember okay this is so random but i'm this is what i'm talking about with pitching yourself and becoming known as an expert it's not really a pitch and i'm talking about chiropractor and then we'll like get off this topic i didn't know that there was like pediatric chiropractors no. and pediatric chiropractic so like after they come out of the womb you can like go get an adjustment. Didn't know that. Didn't know it helped with colic. Didn't know it helped with all that stuff. That is, the is pa- a big one. I know this. That is the power of pitching though. Like if you don't pitch yourself and you're not seen as the expert, I only knew that because I don't know, I saw a Facebook ad for it or I saw an ad in a magazine or something like that. And of course, then I'm picking up the phone and I'm making an appointment crying in fetal position because I have a colic baby. So That's a perfect example of... The fact that if you are not putting yourself out there, you're doing people like Heather a disservice because they need you. Yeah. And that's a reality is if you're an expert in anything, it could be the best carpet washer in the world. Why that came up is because there's this guy on TikTok. All he does is he washes carpets and it is mesmerizing. <laughs> I Trust me, I watch those. Okay. And that's an issue for me because I just, my damn dog like shits and pisses on all the carpets. Yeah. But, Yes, I love those mesmerizing carpet washers. But think about it. If that guy lived in your neighborhood, 100% you're going to him to wash your carpets. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But if he didn't do that, if he wasn't putting himself out there, 
you wouldn't know. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, TikTok's one thing, but media in general, it's like if you can plug in a PR pitching cadence of like 10 pitches a week, and I want to say that's it because that's still a lot of work. Maybe it's five. But if you get into this rhythm, then you can start seeing where the opportunities are. And one thing always leads to another. It's like that snowball effect. I love it. A quick word about today's sponsor, AG1. A few days ago, my husband asked me if we had any more AG1 left in the house because he gifted some to a handful of his buddies at jujitsu and they wanted more. Proof that once you try it, you will feel the difference. At AG1, they relentlessly test to establish the benchmark for purity and potency, ensuring your health is in good hands. Simplifying your health routine shouldn't be a hassle, and AG1 achieves that by streamlining the process. Say goodbye to the jumble of pills and capsules. Just one scoop of AG1 mixed in water every day is all you need. For busy individuals like myself, time is precious, especially while juggling the responsibilities of raising a family. And that's why I embrace anything that helps me cut through decision fatigue. AG1 has become my go-to solution with its comprehensive support for brain, gut, and immune health in every scoop. It's the simplest habit I've ever integrated into my daily routine. Trust AG1 for consistent daily support. Take control of your well-being with AG1. Experience it now and enjoy a complimentary one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 along with five free travel packs with your initial purchase at drinkag1.com forward slash EU. That's drinkag, the number one, dot com forward slash EU. So I'm just going to sit because I'm assuming somebody is sitting there going, yeah, but we've never really heard of pitching as a stra- as a marketing strategy because every time I click on an ad or something, I'm not a business o- or I didn't go to business school, right? Most of us learn by doing and learn by hiring mentors and things like that. But we're seeing all the ways to market yourself. But pitching itself feels like a universal skill. It's not just one avenue, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Like Facebook ads, that's, you almost need the pitching skill to do Facebook ads, but you get what I'm saying. Um, How can, what are some practical ways, like just so my brain to start going boop, 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 that learning this skill and having a cadence with it, understanding your one thing and how to pitch yourself can benefit your business, obviously, besides increasing your revenue and impacting more people. What are some ways? It helps you build your confidence. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing too. If you're not quite sure about that one thing, the more you do it, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll tune into like the type of questions people ask you. If it's like the same 10 questions, like, hmm, they're really interested about this one nugget. Um, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And then also look at the people in the industry that are might be your competitors. That's the hugest thing is I always do this. Google your competitor's name. Then you click the news filter and then you click, there's a tool where you can click um, content from the last year or the last month. 
see where your competitors have been mentioned online. It could be podcasts. It could be big articles. What are they talking about? How are you different than them? That's like inspiration for content to create for pitches or for your talk. Um, but the value in PR is it increases your authority, increases your credibility. I mean, we talked about credibility. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're the, so I think about all the people that become the go-to people online, a client of mine, Amber, she, for one of the San Diego um, morning TV or yeah, TV shows, I don't even know what it is. She's the go-to person on mom anxiety Mm -hmm. and parenting anxiety because she just pitched herself years ago and now they just loved her. She shows up when they ask, they know what to expect with her, but she's that go-to expert. Yeah. And you see this in like a lot of a lot of morning television. It's like the same physiotherapist shows up to, and like that person probably gets a corrupt ton of clients because of it. But they put themselves out there. And even if there's already somebody who is the go-to chiropractor for a show, maybe it's time to change things up and they need somebody new. And one of my pitches I do, I say something like, your podcast is is incredibly valuable, but I see a gap in your content that I think your listeners would love or would benefit from. And then I plug my topic idea. And it's like a really defined topic idea that is in accordance to how they create their topics. So if you go to like a podcast, you see the shows and how they they title their shows, your pitch would be something like how they would title that show. Um, but yeah, so it's the authority, the credibility. Um, it obviously grows your, your business financially. I've been on a handful of podcasts that I've landed clients from. So I'd show up to a show, record the episode, it goes live. And two weeks later, I have a new PR client. It's like a $25,000, $30,000 contract. It's a, don't tell me there's no benefit in that. <laughs> exactly. And... In- I, there's so much that you said there that I'm going to have like commentary and just reflect and be like, stop, write your notes down. This is amazing (laughs) because you are giving so much value to people, um, that I wish I had when I started not, I think so often people like, give me a script, give me a template, give me a pitch, give me resources, give me that. And sure. Yeah. Give me all those things. But you're talking about the things that really, really matter. Like those critical thinking, problem solving, like inner work that you kind of have to constantly refine over time um, and practice, 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 but so much goodness. And what I also want to take away from this conversation is essentially not only are you practicing, but you're actively listening. You're actively listening to the person that keeps, you know, that's interviewing you, asking you those questions um, to be like, oh, this is what they want. This is what they see in me. Such valuable information. Yeah. And then if you actually go on to wewildwomen.com, that's my website at the bottom. I have a free um, lead magnet called Proven Email Pitch Strategies to get you on podcasts and in the media. And these are templates that I've actually used to get people on big shows. And so if you're like, well, what does a pitch look like? There you go. It's free. You're like, no I got excuses. that too for you. I got that for you. Um, thank you. Thank you. And I will say as somebody who receives a lot of pitches for my show, immediately, if it's a copy and paste pitch, like the old school PR strategies, I'm like, oh my gosh, quick glance. And very few have actually done the research, but when they do, um, 
most of the time I say yes to it because I can just see the thoughtfulness. And I'm like, yeah, you've taken all the decision fatigue out of it for me. And I actually recently just had a situation like that. And the woman was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah. And she had like a hundred followers on Instagram. I'm like, your story is fucking phenomenal. And I just want to share that with my people. And we got into the most beautiful conversation, but her pitch was intentional. And I was like, this is so aligned with my message. See, not, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Because I know there's a lot of people that are like, I don't have a lot of followers. I don't either. I mean, I don't know what's a lot to most people, but I have like mm-hmm. 6,200 followers. Mm-hmm. That's gold. That's gold for some people. Yeah. You can have 100. You can have 200,000. That we, we seem to associate the more followers with the more value. And maybe there's a rhyme and reason to that, but it's not always true. We don't know the story of that Instagram account. Maybe she had to start over again. And she literally started last week and she only has 100 followers. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But... You said it so perfectly that if you can actually put that conviction into that pitch and the time, and that's why 10 a week doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot because every single pitch is like you're emailing something fresh and new to that person because you're selling yourself to them. It's not just like, hey, come look at me. I'm great. Here's my one page and you want me on your show. It's like, no, here's how I want to provide value for your people and for you. Um, I have a huge and growing, because I my, my podcast as well, a huge growing folder that's called Bad PR Pitches. <laughs> and sometimes I'll go and I will talk about it on social media. Here's what not to do. But also I'll get some beautiful pitches. And even if it's not a perfect uh, fit for the show, I will reply to that person and be like, you did an amazing job. Like, yeah. keep going. This is going to work. Because people need to hear that too. And I just want to add a little something to that. One that creates, they're memorable to you. And I guarantee if you're in a conversation with somebody else, it's like, I'm looking for this type of expert. You're like, I just got a pitch for that. And then you could forward it to them. Like you never know where your energy and effort is going to go if you do it with intention and connection. Exactly. And it also shows respect for the person who's receiving that pitch. Yeah. Because there's like a lot of companies that like spray and pray. They have a template. They just swap in my name and it's just like, and you can tell. And I'm like, oh, and the sometimes... It's a different font. It's a different font. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's template. Yeah. color. <laughs> but, and then sometimes I'm like, the person they're pitching is so good. And on the auto occasion, I'll be like, this is not a good pitch. I definitely want them on the show, but can I give you some advice? Oh my God, publicists don't like that. But at the same time, it's like, it's needed. If I like the person they're pitching, I'm definitely going to give their publicist that that tip. What I want to say about that before I ask people where, or where you, before I ask you where people can find you is when my book came out, I hired a publicist because that's what I thought I needed to do. And so badly, I wanted a personal connection with somebody like, like someone that's like, Oh my God, I saw great results. And I got this referral. And immediately when I worked with the person, I was like, she's not the right fit. She didn't have the conviction. She didn't have the confidence. And it was just like, copy, paste, copy, paste. I worked with her. I learned my lesson, but I'm telling you right now, like everyone listening to this, Renee fucking knows what she's doing and you need to reach out to her. Um, Because this mindset that people have, that bigger agency or bigger, like, oh, this person worked with fucking Oprah's best friend's sister's mother's brother, like, is not always the best way to go. You're going to be paying 
silly amounts of money for shitty output. Um, and I, what I love about you, Renee, and I'm just going to gush on you for a moment is not only can people work with you and you're going to do the work, but I feel you also empower people to be able to do this on their own time as well, like to learn the skill, because I like to say you can't outsource your resistance. Like if you're avoiding growing in some area, like, oh, someone else is going to make me quote unquote famous or build my business for me. You still have to lead and start, you know, when you meet somebody in the elevator, know how to pitch yourself. And what I love about you is you kind of, you teach people how to do that, but you can also buy back their time and energy. I love that you said that. I mean, obviously talking about my greatness, (laughs) but really about how the, so you are essentially the asset. If you are not great, it is very hard to pitch. You have to Mm. be great. And great in yourself means great in your mind. If you are really, really confident with what you do, if you love what you're doing, you can pitch anybody with a hundred followers. You can get on the Today Show. You can get an entrepreneur. You can do it. Um, Part of what I do is has nothing to do with making somebody great. They're already great. I'm just showing, putting a spotlight on that. And everybody has to believe that. So you're already great. Love it. Where can people connect with you? Yeah, they can go to my Instagram. It's Renee underscore Warren. So R-E-N-E-E underscore W-A-R-R-E-N. And they can go to my website, wewildwomen.com for some freebies. Awesome. Thank you, Renee. Thanks for having me. If you are an ambitious woman who feels like you never have enough time, this is for you. I want you to head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash more time. It's 197. It's a one-on-one time audit. Yep. Personalized time audit for you. So you can learn to master your time so you know exactly where to invest it in order to create a life that feels alive. Whether you are trying to grow and scale your business, whether you are trying to find more time flexibility in your corporate job, or whether you kind of feel lost in the messy middle and you have no idea where to focus first, you're going to get a map, 30, 60, and 90 day plan based on your unique vision. Head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash more time and book your personalized time audit today. 